0: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You always follow the, follow
1: the money. That's what I
2: always say. You always follow. Yeah, the money.
3: yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VCN. We are off and running on a glorious Monday morning, uh, sitting in for the boys. Mitch and Paul, that is Sean King. I am Tim Murray, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback who knew that his former team was never in doubt to pull out the victory late last night on Christmas night. A miracle, a festivist miracle, Christmas miracle, however you want to say it, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bring it home and win 19-16 to 16 in overtime against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Merry Christmas to all. Michael Lombardi will join us later on in the program, 8 o'clock Eastern. We'll talk to NFL Hall of Fame GM Bill Polian at 9 o'clock Eastern as well. Mr. King, how was your Christmas? And, uh, yeah, your
4: former team, never a worry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure as they kept panning to the luxury suite there, in Phoenix, they showed uh, Mr. Bidwell, uh, Adrian Wilson, and I forget the other gentleman's name that are running the Arizona Cardinals currently in the absence of Steve Klein who is out for health reasons. Please tell Coach Kingsbury do not win this game. I'm sure that's what happened last (laughs) night and that's the only way Tampa came back from down 16-6 to be victorious in overtime. There are some strange things happening late in that game, Tim. One, why was Cliff Kingsbury going no huddle, hurry up offense with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter? I did not understand that. Then they get the overtime. He decides to forego James Conner and the run game that had been pretty effective in favor of something named Trace McSorley. And that didn't go so well. Tampa gets the win. I can see it now. Tampa's going to win the NFC South and get into the playoffs, and pull the upset in Week One. And we're going to be forced to watch what is awful television for longer than we You're should. You're
3: calling it right now, Buccaneers over Cowboys. Yeah, Wild I, Card I can weekends. see it
4: happening right now.
3: Catching points at yeah. home. Tom Brady, home underdog in Wild Card weekend. What was the middle score? of January? What was the
4: score when they played first? Week? Was it 16 to three or 19 to three? A snooze fest. I already know the play. Week one, yeah, Yeah. 19-3. to Yep, I already know the play. (laughs) Over three and a half field goals. Go ahead and mark it right now. (laughs) Tampa-Dallas wild card weekend. Well, we got
3: a lot to unpack from the weekend. We will get you the latest on Circus Survivor. It was a roller coaster of a weekend for anybody who was fortunate enough to be vying for the $6.13 million pot. In Circus Survivor, we had tweets from Derek Stevens late on Christmas Eve night as there was an opportunity for a winner-take-all situation that did not unfold. We'll get into all of that here in just a little bit. But, Sean, let's start with what we saw last night in Glendale. I forgot. It was the Sean Kingball. It was. Your first team against your second team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Arizona Cardinals, and your first team getting the best, winning 19-16. to And somehow, some way, Tom Brady keeps on figuring these games out. Now, you also have to you know, add in the fact that they lost by four touchdowns to San Francisco and got beat up pretty good against the Bengals. However, their last two wins, they have trailed by 13 points in each of those. So we have a little sound from Tom Terrific. What exactly has been the special sauce to the Buccaneers continuing to figure out ways to come back and get these magical wins?
0: Um, you know, just too many plays to not get ahead. And then, you know, we played better there in the fourth quarter. We executed pretty well. Made a bunch of uh, broken tackles, you know, ran hard. A lot of guys made plays in the past games. So- You know, contested catches, got a hit as soon as they caught it and and came up with it. So defense really stepped up. This was a a great way to, uh, you know, down 10 in the fourth quarter on the road. It's great to find a way to win.
3: Right now, Sean, Tampa Bay is almost a touchdown favorite on Sunday against Carolina in a game that has massive NFC South implications. Carolina already has beaten Tampa Bay head-to-head, beat them earlier 21-3 to in the season. So as it stands right now, Sean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do have a one-game lead over Carolina and New Orleans, by the way. But Tampa Bay, with this magical victory last night, coming from, uh, what was it, double digits down, Cliff Kingsbury deciding on a third and one instead of just giving it to James Conner. Hey, we're going to pitch it out wide, and Golston's going to pick up the...
4: Conner wasn't even in the game. In overtime, I'm t- oh yeah. Oh, on
3: that play, he was lined up as the fullback.
4: Right. This, this is, the call came down. <laughs> Don't mess up the draft selection status that we currently have, because this was bad Cardinals way more than it was good Bucks.
3: Well, they keep figuring it out, and uh, for a team, you know, we talk about the Vikings, and we'll get to the Vikings certainly as the show goes on. Another incredible win for them, 61 yarder as time expires. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a point differential of negative <laughs> <of> 38, Sean, <laughs> and are in first place of the NFC South and are in line, as you alluded to, to host a playoff game if it bears out the way that we expect the final two games of the season. Home to the Panthers, where, as mentioned, you know, right now, depending on where you look, I think DraftKings, 5.5. saw some other spots here in town. In Vegas, 6.5. So just a shade under a touchdown, and then they close out at home against the fighting Desmond Ritters of Atlanta. So, Tampa Bay, certainly the odds are in their favor, Sean, that they will be in the playoffs and hosting a playoff game in all likelihood against the Dallas Cowboys.
4: This may be the all-time worst presentation of the game that I've seen in the NFL. As the NFC sits right now, there'll be six teams playing in the playoffs. Half of those six have negative point differential On the season, as you mentioned, Tampa's negative 38. The Giants and Commanders sit at minus (laughs) 28. And all three of those teams currently would be participants in the wild card weekend of the National Football League. You can't make this stuff up, people. And if you think it's just the one conference, in the AFC, two of the six teams have a negative point differential. Chargers at minus 28, Dolphins at minus 5. Well, you mentioned the seventh playoff
3: spot currently occupied in the NFC by the Washington Commanders, who fell over the weekend. Uh, But the Green Bay Packers don't look away now. Here they come, Sean. The Green Bay Packers are now just a half game back of the Washington Commanders to grab that final playoff spot. And it's as simple as this. (laughs) If Washington loses one of their final two games, which is a home game to the Cowboys, and a home game to conclude the season against the Cowboys and this weekend against the Browns. And the Packers went out. The Green Bay Packers would head into the postseason. Tip of the cap to you on Friday night on VEASAN Primetime. We give out our favorite, our top three favorite NFL plays. One of yours was the Packers catching the points. They go down. They take care of business. Uh, Wasn't the prettiest start, but they rally at the end. And now you're looking at a team, Sean, that, had a three-game winning streak, weeks two through four. Then they dropped five in a row, beat the Cowboys at home as a home dog, dropped two more in a row, and now the Green Bay Packers have found a way to win three consecutive games. Their final two games are at Lambeau Field. How are you feeling about the prospects of Aaron Rodgers finding a way to get into the postseason?
4: Well, I think it will be fun. But here's the Packers issue. Their final two games versus the Vikings and the Lions are both teams that are going to be giving it their all. And by this, I mean because of the injury to Jalen Hurts and the collapse of the Philadelphia Eagles in the fourth quarter of that game. Again, yeah, It was a collapse. That's what I called it. Now Minnesota's only a game back of best record in the NFC. And as we know in this current playoff module, there's only one bye. So if this Hurts injury is going to keep him out, and the Eagles have Saints, Giants, both of those teams are still fighting for playoff contention. You say Saints, yes. (laughs) Have you seen the NFC South? They're all within a game. Saints, Bucks, Panthers. And Detroit's got the same record as Green Bay. So it's interesting how this is going to play out. It's not a scenario where one team may get 18 resting their starters in the final week, Tim. So, tough path ahead for Green Bay. Doable, but tough.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, and down the stretch we come, and the commanders go out to San Francisco. I thought they would keep it close, and Taylor Heineke kind of
4: proved to be who Taylor Heineke is. And... I've been telling you. <laughs> have I not been saying? We host a show called Prime Time from 3 to 6. I've been saying it for three weeks. He's got a huge turnover field game coming. And you know what? He sold a whole hundred and fifty acres for a dollar and fifty cents. He just gave it away. San Francisco did not even have to take it. Listen, Taylor Heineke, young quarterbacks, if the series and drive ends in a kick, it's not a bad thing. Sometime on third down, punting the ball on fourth is a win. But no, what does Taylor Heineke do? He panics. Loses the football, gives the 49ers great field position multiple times in that game. He got benched for Carson Wentz. We actually got a Carson Wentz sighting, and he came in and balled out. He did. He played well. <laughs>
3: maybe that's maybe that's exactly uh, when you want Taylor or Carson Wentz to uh, to come in for you late in games. So we got a lot to unpack as the show goes on. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We're sitting in for Mitch and Paul on this Boxing Day for our friends up north hope everyone had a very merry christmas how did circa survivor play out this weekend we'll get into it and the rough beats that were out there for Circa survivor hey the countdown to 2023 has started at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. They've got you covered to start the new year off with a bang. Join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to ring in 2023. Log into BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app on December 31st to receive a 22% profit bonus. That's right, celebrate with Bet Rivers and get not one, but two profit boosts.
1: What's up, everybody?
3: This is Follow the Money on Vsin. Vsin is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a Vsin Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do, now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy Vsin sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. At our online store. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Betting splits and betting reports. Folks, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the end of March Madness. Head over to slash subscribe. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is follow the money. I was about to say v Prime Time. That's we're not on our show right now. We're filling in for Mitch and Paul. Don't worry, they'll be back <laughs> tomorrow, the rest of the week. But uh, Sean and I, happy to hang out with you guys. Happy to hang out with uh, VCN superstar Dustin. Saw him. I did him on the pitch. mic, giving out big winners like Jalen Waddle over receiving yards yesterday.
4: He had used the alt number as well and got plus two fifty. Dollar, just yeah, I it. think he had what, over 90. Bought it up because it was 63 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. But good for him. Dustin's like a borderline, you know, genius. You know how you get on the elevator? Borderline genius? Yeah, and you know, I'm on the level where you have to have fingerprint access. Like, he's right there below working his way up.
3: Yeah, uh, for those unaware of Sean's uh, belief in himself, it's high. I mean, look. I didn't play quarterback in the NFL. He did. You know, I didn't play in an NFC Championship. Did you game. see my preseason
4: Pro Bowl candidate Carson Wentz and how excellent <laughs> he looked? The oh, only thing would have prevent- looked a
3: lot more excellent if he could have got me a hey, backdoor cover.
4: The only thing that could prevent him from making a Pro Bowl was Ron Rivera, <laughs> and, and that's what happened. Oh, and injury.
3: <laughs> um, by the way, uh, if you're wondering, Dustin's uh, Dustin's Christmas gift to all: Jalen Waddle finished up with a buck forty-three five receptions and a touchdown. The The issue was that uh, Tua had a lump of coal in his stocking because he threw three picks in the second half, and he was brutal. I want to get to circus Survivor here in just a moment, Sean, but real quickly on Tua. He's been such a polarizing topic this year, and as a former quarterback yourself and a quarterback coach, what do you see from Tua? Because it was a couple weeks ago that people were saying, well, you know, Tua, MVP, Tua's better than Justin Herbert, and now he has just laid a turd in the punch bowl these past, I don't know, three weeks.
4: Well, I think when you look back on it and you look at that stretch where he threw three touchdowns in three consecutive games without an interception, look at the opponents. It was absolutely. Against the Lions, before they started this magical run that Mm -hmm. just culminated with them getting bludgeoned down in Charlotte by the Panthers, it was the Chicago Bears, who every quarterback looks like an MVP candidate, and it was the Cleveland Browns who've been maybe the most disappointing team overall in the National Football League. Now what's happened, Tim, they have more film on what Mike McDaniel wants to do. Jeff Wilson's been banged up, so they haven't really had balance from a running attack standpoint. And just from a skill set standpoint, Tua is a terrible match for the kind of system the Miami Dolphins want to run. He has limited arm talent. He's not a plus athlete, and he's not going to dominate you because of his physical size. So what does Tua do well? Generally, he makes great decisions. So when you add in that he does not have a big-time arm, He's not Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields as an athlete. He's not Big Ben Roethlisberger, Josh Allen from a physical presentation standpoint. If he's not making good decisions, the Dolphins have no chance. And the last three games, he's really struggled from a decision-making standpoint. So I'm not sure what the answer is here. I know one person that's like, I tried to tell you, and that's Brian Flores. Remember, this all started because Brian Flores said Tua wasn't the guy. Bring in Mike McDaniel. You have some early season success so that you've added Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle looks explosive. Right now, Tua's getting exposed, if we're being honest. Well, we got two games left in the regular season for the Dolphins. They hold their cards if they want to make it
3: to the postseason. Speaking of Tua, it's now 25 over 8 touchdowns to interceptions, but as mentioned, three picks yesterday. What exactly happened to a uh,
2: on those three interceptions? On the first one, I tried to throw it over a defender, um, but I ended up Really throwing over the defender and uh, Tyreek, so that one that one got got away. Um, the the second one, um, you know, I I might have said the wrong play. I'm I'm not too sure, um, but there was just some commu- communication errors on that. Um, and then the third one was was just not a not a good ball um, for for my my receivers to to have. Been able to make a play on that, so um, you know it's it's tough. Uh, you you get an opportunity to play on a Christmas Day um, against a really good team, um, you know, and uh, you, you, I, I go out there and you know really not not putting not being able to put my best foot forward for, for our team showing right now.
4: <laughs> First of all, they weren't a really good team. They were two games below five hundred <laughs> coming in. They've gotten their butt spanked by every good team they've played. And listen, Tua, don't do it. Like, don't get in front of the camera and try and walk people through. Just be like, hey, I played bad. I got to play better. Deuces. Like, he, it makes it, he almost seems like a, 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 a scolded child. Standing in front of his parents trying to explain why his room isn't clean. Like, uh, uh, like, come on to him, man. Don't do it. You played bad, third game in a row. You have to play better. You know, it is what it is in the league, right? The game is the game. The expectations are there. Don't fall for the don't don't fall. Don't fall into that trap. Like, that just makes it worse. Like that sound bite makes a terrible performance even look worse. Because people remember that. Forever.
3: I don't know. When I look at the AFC landscape, we were just talking about the NFC and situation with Tampa. So Miami's now dropped three in a row. They are sitting there in the seventh playoff spot or the final playoff spot. Seven seed, I should say. Chargers actually lock up a playoff spot tonight with a victory over the Jeff Saturday led Indianapolis Colts coming off Nick Foles
4: up. is back. Don't count those chickens before they hey, hatch.
3: It might be the spot to take the points. Who's going to want to bet a team who just blew the biggest lead in the history of the NFL? So you got the Patriots, Jets, and Titans, Titan and the Steelers, uh, all sitting there at seven and eight down the stretch. The Miami Dolphins, Sean, right now are where we sit at circa one point favorite uh, this weekend on the road at the New England Patriots. The Patriots coming off of uh, a rather rough. I mean, we deserve better. I thought we would at least get a push on our Patriots plus three. That did not. Uh, that did not come home thanks to a missed extra
4: point. What did, what did Peyton say? Darn kickers. <laughs> Idiot kicker. Idiot, Idiot That's kicker. Idiot kicker. <laughs> um.
3: So when you look at Miami, two games remaining, Sean, and it's it's both against playoff contending teams or teams vying for playoff spots at the Patriots home to the Jets, they've got the leg up right now, being at an eight and seven, and everyone behind them being at seven and eight, but from what we've seen from two of these last couple of weeks, what we've seen from this team kinda you know, melting here, I mean, look, this team was eight and three, and they are now fighting for a playoff spot after four consecutive losses. And Now, I'm not gonna sit here and say that outside of the home game against the Packers where they're a three and a half point favorite, look, they were a dog in all these other games, at the Niners, at the Chargers, at the Bills. But still, level of confidence that the Dolphins find their way into the postseason. And honestly, Sean, if you're sitting there in your Kansas City, you're like, great, bring him to KC. We'll take him (laughs) on wild card weekend. That works for us.
4: Well, I'll tell you this. As much maligned as Tua has been, there are two fan bases that would take him in a heartbeat, and that's the Patriots and the Jets. If he can get... Mac Jones and Zach Wilson by some gift from God, then, I mean, the Dolphins have a chance. But if the Patriots do what they should do, which is go back to Bailey Zappi because Mac Jones stinks right now, and I'm not going to give him credit for, you know, throwing a deep ball that gets deflected and ends up being a touchdown late in the game where he was abysmal from start to finish. And Zach Wilson's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. So if the quarterback... Domino works for the Dolphins. They have a chance. If it doesn't, I think it's going to be tough sledding the way Tua is currently playing. You don't believe in Chris Streveler? <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I thought Tim Tebow had came back in the league. I say like, this is Tim Tebow I'm watching man. <laughs> Nineteen to three
3: at home. That feels like a million years ago. Back on Thursday night. I don't know how him. they got to three. <laughs> it's a miracle. That's what the, that's what they say. All right. Uh, we still got a lot to get to as the show goes on. I promise, though, on the other side, we will hit the latest on Circus Survivor where one particular participant has to feel sick to their stomach. They were this close. They had Derek Stevens tweeting about winner-take-all possibilities, and now they are bye-bye. We will get you the latest on where we all stand, or where they all stand. Sean and I are out of Circus Survivor where they stand on Circus Survivor Tim and Sean sitting in for Mitch and Paul it is Follow the Money here on Vixen This is Follow the Money on Vixen The countdown to 2023 has started at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, and they've got you covered to start the new year off with a bend. Join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to ring in 2023. Log on to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app on December 31st to receive a 22% profit boost. Then log in again on January 1st, 2023, for a 23% profit boost. On any qualifying wager. That's right. Celebrate with Bet Rivers and get not one, but two profit boosts. It's a whole new game. Alongside Super Bowl champ, John King. I am Tim Murray, Tim Murray, and Sean King filling in for Mitch and Paul on this Monday post-Christmas. Mitch and Paul will be back tomorrow. Don't you worry. Uh, a lot to get to here. Speaking of New Year's, you'll be heading, you'll be spending the new year down in uh, the great state of Texas. Yeah, man. Go Checking
4: t- out your two-lane green wave. Yeah, I wanted USC full strength. Still a little upset that Jordan Addison, Addison is is opting out of competing against the Green Wave because I wanted to be able to at Keyshawn Johnson a two-lane v- domination of USC when they were at full strength. I didn't want to be able to. Have my trojan buddies have any kind of excuse whatsoever so kayla williams please play oh you know you realize
3: i mean it's like the sec right when they lose a bowl game ah we didn't care but when they win oh we're the best conference in the world right you know florida oh we had opt-outs
4: well that's not missouri that's ah, not i'm not know. gonna let you sit here and slander the sec they don't care about bowl games; they win championships. I understand that. Yeah, but when they win said meaningless
3: bowl games, they're the best ever. That's, I'm not, that's a I'm, narrative that the, I'm not denying. The media has
4: created. That's not, not created by oh, the SEC. It too. just
3: means more. I mean, they have they have commercials. But, but that's all a year-round
4: thing, and that's accurate. It does. That's why they're in the national title game every year. I'm, I'm not, from the South. He's not going to slander southern football because it is the best brand of football. In this great country, I did not deny that it's
3: the best conference in the world. However, I find it comical, especially with teams like Missouri who stink year after year. They pretend, oh, you know, they're they're big time. Oh, they had opt outs. That's why Wake Forest beat them. No, you the bottom of your conference is not great. Vanderbilt's not very good. Florida's not good yet. Maybe Billy Napier will get him there. I was at that game. They got their ass handed to him from the jump. I don't care if players played. If Anthony Richardson had played, they would have got smoked by, by Oregon State. It's not denying that Georgia's going to win the national championship or that Alabama's you know the greatest. You're such a mush. What are you talking you're about? You're trying
4: to mush the Bulldogs. That's so, what you're trying on, to do.
3: Hold on real quick. So Sean has an issue because <laughs> he has openly mushed me on multiple bets and producers. Intentionally, not intentionally. It's not intentional. when you. Can we get the survivor? No because you try to Jeez. just push mush on different people. I don't have a bet on Georgia. Can we get the survivor? Cuz
4: I'm, I'm just there trying was, to, a, there, was just, there was something strange in the current survivor. I'm, I'm trying to shed some light, that as I want you try to, to you deflect
3: right now on your mushingness, but uh, we will we will save that discussion for another day. Okay, Circus Survivor heading into w- this weekend was quite the challenge. You you've made it this far over 6,000 contestants, 6,133 To be exact, Sean and I were part of that, and we were part of the casualties uh, middle of the season. Um, I
4: should get a refund, by the way. (laughs) Should be a rule. If your team that you pick and survivors up double-digit points in the fourth and lose, Mm -hmm. you should move on. Is that what it is?
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, So we headed into this weekend, and there were 14 contestants left. And remember, the caveat to this weekend was that Christmas is its own week which includes tonight's Monday Night Football game, Indianapolis Colts hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. So we headed into the weekend. One contestant picked the Jets, and we were talking to Derek Stevens on our show, VEASAN Primetime, on Thursday night. He didn't know until, what was it, announced on Friday night uh, when Matt Humans was on the air that uh, the Jets were utilized. So
4: one person... Well, that person just out. doesn't like money.
3: <laughs> they trusted Zach Yeah, Wilson. they
4: don't like money. Like, obviously, they don't watch the NFL. I don't know how they got to that point. So, five
3: of the 14 contestants had the Lions. Trusting the Lions on the road, and I get it. You're this far. You don't have a ton of options remaining. I would have never played the Lions because I personally bet the
4: Panthers. I didn't have a problem with that because the Lions have been hot. The Lions were in a must-win to control their own destiny. So, I kind of – I would not have done it, but – it would have been because of the line, not because of the team. I mean, when that number came up, two and a half, I was like, ah, something, something smelly, stinky about that. Well, it was one and a half, too. But riding with Zach Wilson with $6 million on the line, like, that's inexcusable. Jets gone on Thursday night. Yeah, Lions that, that, that's gone.
3: Then the Tennessee Titans, who had Malik Willis Same at thing. the helm.
4: Now, like, you deserve to lose. Like, I hate to say that about somebody that got this far. Wait, well, if you took Zach Wilson or Malik Willis, like, what did you think was going to happen? Had like, at, what do you you like, had him at home. The, the, the Texans, the last two weeks, should have beaten the Cowboys. They were, what, first and goal, up three. Dallas had a 99-yard t- drive. They just took the Chiefs the overtime. Titans with Malik Willis. I just... Covered against
3: the Eagles on Thursday Night Football? Jeez. All right, so the Titans, gone. The Browns. One contestant had the Cleveland Browns. They lose as well.
4: I'm not really upset with that pick. Cleveland was at home. Weather was bad. Cleveland should have won that game. They completely collapsed in the second half. And then one contestant,
3: Mad Dog 2, had the Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings closed as a a four-and-a-half-point favorite against the New York Giants. Excuse me. And this game, in typical... Vikings fashion, was back and forth. Late touchdown scored by the Giants. They get the two-point conversion. Now the sweat is on, and the Vikings get into field goal range. Well, I guess for Greg Joseph in field goal range, and he buries a 61-yard field goal as time expires. So the Vikings move on. So once again, I want to show people the graphic. So you've got the Vikings moving on, And that leaves, heading into Sunday night, or sorry, Saturday night football, Steelers against the Raiders. And Mad Dog 2 was the contestant who had Vikings. And he had a chance, Sean, for a winner-take-all $6.133 million into his account, and all he needed was the Las Vegas Raiders to hold on and hold off the Pittsburgh Steelers,
4: and what happened? Well, <clears throat> we we know what happened, and it, it, it did not work in Mad Dog's favor, but let's talk about the selection. See, Mad Dog seems like a guy that likes to live on the edge, and you'll you understand what I mean when you find out what he had yesterday. Vikings, Giants... Uh, I mean, I thought the Giants were the only side in that game. Obviously, they didn't win, but they did cover. I thought that was a risky play from the get-go. Now, it looked like it was going to be brilliant, but I think his line of thinking actually cost him on Sunday. Well, I mean,
3: look at it. Because he
4: picked another 50-50 game Well, look at it this way,
3: though. The Lions closed as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The Titans were a three-point favorite. The Steelers were a... Two-point Two favorite. The Jets on Thursday night were, I think, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The Vikings, actually, of those people, those games we showed, were the biggest favorite available.
4: Yeah, and it still was a 50-50 game.
3: I understand right. that, but everything that. was a 50-50 game. I thought
4: Saturday's game. decisions were tougher than Sunday's.
3: So, Mad Dog is sitting there with a chance to win it all. It doesn't come home. The Raiders, you know. Sorry, Mad Dog. Raiders, I was pulling for you. Raiders themselves. So, Browna, Jed, and the enemy within all move on. They all had the Steelers down 10 to 3 going into the fourth quarter. Derek Carr ends up with three picks. Then he goes with the Dolphins. Mad Dog 2 went with the Dolphins. And Sean, I think he's. I don't understand that Here's pick. the biggest issue I have with it. And once again, I'm out, so I can't really say much to the guy, but
4: he had the Chargers yeah. available. Yeah, I, I don't get taking the Dolphins. In that spot, just because Tua had played so bad the two games before, and it looked like the Packers were figuring it out, like they were playing better. Uh, Rodgers in a primetime game. And then just strategically being able to know on Monday night by having the Chargers where you actually stand as opposed to being involved in the first game on Christmas, just... I, I would I'd be very interested to hear him talk me through why he chose Dolphins over Chargers in this situation.
3: So Mad Dog went from we just showed you the tweet that uh, we we had here at Veasan you can follow Veasan at Vison Live. Mad Dog two was 46 seconds away from winning Circa Survivor and then he was eliminated early on Christmas Day. As for Brown F one and Jed four. Had the Steelers on Christmas Eve, and then the Bucks last night. Never in doubt, the enemy within waits as he has the Chargers tonight going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Win some, lose some. That's up next right here on Follow the Money.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith.
3: is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in win some, lose some. Alongside Sean King, Tim Murray with you, filling in for Mitch and Paul. So let's run through the weekend that was, and we'll start on Christmas Eve. Sean, the highest scoring team, the Dallas Cowboys, 40 to 34. So that was a nice cash of plus 750, 23 second half points for the boys.
4: they get it done. The most obnoxious fan base in America just had a reason to be more I mean, just call Dave Ross out by his name, Dave Ross. I mean, it's
3: just, you know, I just... Eagles, figure out a way. I need to cash that NFC East future. Come on, just just one more win. That's all we need. I thought we were going to get it there on Christmas Eve. The lowest scoring team, the Desmond Ritter-led Atlanta Falcons, Sean King. That was a plus 600 cash. They finished up with a whopping... Nine points in that game. Desmond Ritter, 22 of 33, 218
4: yards. Extremely disappointed in myself because that was a dead under game. Should have been all over the under. I didn't get involved. My mistake.
3: Uh, how about a first touchdown score that was a pretty large cash of the weekend? Raheem Blackshear of the Carolina Panthers scored the game's first touchdown against the Lions, 35-1. to for Raheem Blackshear down there in
4: Carolina. Well, happy if you had it, but I'll be honest, this is the most random prop that's offered. (laughs) I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to it. You
3: hit one on Thursday night. I did,
4: and I still don't know how, and I don't know if I will ever hit another one, but congrats if you had Mr. Blackshear. Well,
3: how about a 45-1 to cash on Cam Akers to score three or more touchdowns? The former Florida State Seminole went off for... The Los Angeles Rams in the route of the Denver Broncos, 51-14. to 14, Like we all anticipated, the Los Angeles Rams to put up a 51 spot there uh, on Sunday. So going back, by the way, the highest scoring team for the Cowboys, that of course was just a Saturday-only prop. The highest scoring team actually of the weekend was the Los Angeles Rams. A nice 51 spot.
4: 51 burger. Guess who's going to get paid? Good job, Baker. Good job.
3: Tyler Higbee. He had a couple touchdowns over the weekend, Sean. So Tyler Higbee, him scoring multiple touchdowns. Another Los Angeles Rams. So, uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield, him chumming it up on the sidelines. He got that
4: Nickelodeon MVP award. Lincoln so. Riley was at the game. Hey, maybe, maybe this is McVay's way. Trade Stafford, trade Cup, trade Aaron Donald. Keep Baker, keep Cam, keep Tyler.
3: Dante Pettis he found a that, first touchdown. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm trying we got a lot of things to get to. We got some videos, we got some pictures with you with famous people. Dante Pettis scoring the game's first touchdown this weekend as well so a 31 to 31 to 1 cash there for the former member of the Los, uh, San Francisco 49ers. Now, a Chicago Bear and Kadarius Tony also a nice cash there at 20 to 1 some money line hits. Over the weekend, Sean, Saints plus 160 came on home as they won on the road. That place, that looked miserable. Uh, just watching any glimpses of Cleveland on sun, on Saturday. Oh, imagine how much would you have had, had to get paid to attend Saints Browns on Christmas Eve?
4: Not much. Could have been enticed for a few million. <laughs>
3: Being the backup quarterback on that one would have been fun. The Packers, plus 155. Moneyline winners there down in South Beach, where it didn't look too
4: warm either. But It's actually snowing in Miami. Like, What is going on in the United States right now? Texans get it. Plus 155 over the Malik Willis-led
3: Tennessee Titans. The Broncos and Rams hit their over 36 and a half. Uh, that one relatively comfortable if you took the over in that game. Think about that. Broncos Rams over 36 and a half 51 points scored by the Rams themselves so an easy cash there some NBA from over the weekend the Warriors a plus 250 money line winner over the Grizzlies
4: easy Warriors are a completely different home at a completely different team at home yeah
3: remember all the smack John Morant was talking About the uh, about the Warriors, yeah, not so much last night. The Wizards said plus plus two seventy winner over the Sacramento Kings this weekend. Pacers over the Heat, plus two ten. Bulls plus one ninety five over the Knicks. The Raptors plus one seventy over the Cavaliers, and then SMU in the Diamond Head Classic out <laughs> on the island, a plus five fifty cash against Utah State. By the way, the conclusion of the championship game last night never why getting a in buzzer beater doubt. to win that one so uh quite the weekend there as uh there are your winsome uh let's take a look at some videos uh some winsome videos uh, what do we have here we have a, a dog
4: snowboarding he doesn't have a seat though this has got to be dangerous buckle up buddy buckle up he brings it up himself yeah you notice they edited the film because they don't have any breaks either so i'm not really sure how he ended up stopping there uh we have a bear
3: we have a bear catching some bread see this is why people get bit (laughs) look at him snagging like a goalie
4: yeah look at this why are they that close to the bear and i'm sure that fence which looks so imposing is going to prevent the bear from coming to get the rest of the bread so we
3: got, uh, we got a picture coming up shortly with Sean and a very famous person. But here, we'll start with uh, the man that Sean has been compared to, Brock Purdy. Whoa, whoa, he's been compared to me. That's fair. Good Come point, on. good point. A list of every quarterback since 1950 to throw multiple touchdowns with a 100-plus passer rating in each of his first three career starts. Dan Marino and Brock Purdy. I'll be
4: honest, I've been impressed with Brock Purdy. I mean, he's not managing this. I said when he got the job that Shanahan had more confidence in him than he ever had in Garoppolo, and it's showing. San Francisco looking good. They sure are. They're rolling right now. I know George Kittle's got to love the fact this it's Brock Purdy because he's back, baby. He's Six back.
3: Six for a buck, 20, and two touchdowns on Sunday. And how about this? <laughs> Sean tweeting out a picture uh, <laughs> on Christmas Eve
4: with Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. <laughs> Just out here doing the good Lord's work, man. Out amongst the people. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get people to see the real reason for the season, babe. That's it. The normal rich people hanging
3: out with uh, <laughs> people. <laughs> flavor flavor there. Oh man! So there you go. Part of uh, the win some of the weekend. All right, lose some. Oh,
4: Flavor Flav.
3: We talked about the situation uh, in Circa Survivor just a moment ago. This was brutal. This is uh, this it's is brutal. Rough rough for mad dog too because he was sitting there hoping that the raiders would come home not because of raiders plus two or raiders money line sean but because he would have brought home 6.133 million dollars and instead he was eliminated 46 on Sunday.
4: seconds 46 seconds away from being the sole circa survivor what a night man that is uh he probably stroked out like four or five times Unbelievable. I couldn't imagine the stress involved with being that close. Like you're starting to spend it, you're starting to figure out, okay, from a taxation it. standpoint, uh, what are the what are the best <laughs> ways to go about receiving these funds? <sighs> sorry, Matt, dog. Truly sorry. All
3: right, I haven't seen this video. I've heard the crew kind of putting it together what for. Oh lord. What? She's
5: holding it. Oh, God.
3: A mom was concerned about, about screaming in the house.
5: What? Oh, oh! Stop. Stop. Stop!
3: There's a lot of screaming going on right now. Drop it with the kids. elf. I'll get it. I'll get it. It's like she murdered that elf honey. on but the show. I shelf. thought
5: somebody got hurt.
0: He can't find anyone. No, he'll be able to if
5: it moms don't realize it. What do you know? I
4: mean, how many kids this year? I so have like twelve kids. Once again,
3: so this video we're watching with all the screaming, which thankfully they have taken the screaming out, or my ears have popped. I don't know, one of the other two. A mom had was concerned about the screaming she had heard. Uh-huh. Apparently, I don't do the elf on the shelf with my son. I don't even know what that is. It's a magical elf that has powers, basically a way to bribe your children to be good. Oh. Because the elf flies down from the North Pole, you put it in different spots, he's always watching you, right? Which is creepy in and of itself. Apparently, her producer Dustin, who has no kids, I don't know why he knows this, if you touch the elf on the shelf, it loses its powers, and that's why those kids were freaking out, because the little girl was holding the elf on the shelf. So the elf was oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll wrap up with more Raiders pain I'll leave you with this, this tweet Per Elias Sports, the 2022 Raiders have 5 losses In games that they led by at least 7 points at halftime That's the most in a season In the 103 year history of the NFL With still 2 games <laughs> To go. There was a
4: stat in the Niners Commanders game that Kyle Shanahan has scored the most points on the first drive of the second half of any team in National Football League. The Raiders might be the all-time worst second-half offensive team I've seen. Yeah, it is. Uh,
3: it was something. Hey, win some, lose some presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. where if you're, where if your first wager loses, you receive a free bet equal to your stake up to $500. Learn more at betrivers.com. Michael Lombardi, next.
0: It's brand new, season two.